Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. Hey everyone, this is Jen Starkey, CEO of Coach Blueprint. I currently run Mike's coaching programs. So Mike has been busy helping inspectors. He's been out on the road, he's been traveling, getting information from other industries to bring back to help you build your million dollar business. So he wasn't able to record a fresh podcast for you this week. However, I've selected something special for you, something that I think will add a lot of value and perspective. This is part of his presentation called Beware the 95%. It is an incredible presentation, which he did live at our most recent Big Bang Marketing Bootcamp. By the way, if you have not attended Big Bang Marketing Bootcamp, it is one of the best things that you can do for building your business and helping your marketing team be successful. So make sure you check out bigbangmarketingbootcamp.com. And if you would like to attend a future laser coaching session, or if you have a question for Mike that you would like him to answer on the show, please email hello at coachblueprint.com. That's hello at coachblueprint.com. And we'll make sure that Mike gets your question and either invite you to a future laser coaching session with him or answer it right here on the show. Enjoy. Out of 100 people you get around, 95% of them will tell you you should do this, 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 this. But they're not successful people. They don't have a clue how to help you be successful. Okay? And so one of the things that I'm very, very passionate about, and it's one of the reasons I created the saying, was be successful and be around those that are successful. Because in this room, we don't have 95 percenters. Okay, Uh, Matt Smith and and Coy uh, came to our Million Dollar Club and private coaching group. We had an incredible time, didn't we? Okay, Uh, and but it's because everybody in this room is working towards being successful. But I want to give you the other side of this. Okay, so the other side of this is the what I call uh, beware the 95 percent. And you have to beware of it. You have to understand that if you're going to build something to sell, Do you want to sell to the 5% or do you want to sell to the 95%? Exactly. Now, this is important. In your business, when you're building your business, you want to build it for the 95%. That's the problem because you're building your business to sell it to the majority, but you don't want to be the majority. Does that make sense? It's kind of a hard thing to do. Now, I will tell you the secret for me is to do both. I build my business for the 95% and then I find the five percenters in that group and I gather them around me and I, I hug them, okay? I want to spend lunch with them. I, I want to spend dinner with them. I want to go to movies with them. I, I want to go to Walt Disney World with them. I want to embrace them and surround myself with those people. So I want to, how, how do you know the difference? 
Okay, so that's why I created this. Here's what you're going to find. The 95 percenters spend an incredible amount of time watching TV and playing computer games. Now, this is important. I want to make sure that I get this correct. Okay, in the one percent, does the one percent spend any time on TV and computer games? Yeah, they do. I know. I'm one of them. Okay, but me and my wife will watch a show together, and a lot of times the shows I watch will tell you the different type of person that I am versus other things. By the way, I love sci-fi. Five points. Just raise your hand. Why do I love sci-fi more than any other type of show out there? Because it shows me the future. Okay? I mean, Star Trek. I grew up seeing Star Trek, right? This was on Star Trek. This didn't exist when Star Trek was out there. But I knew it was coming, right? I keep waiting for transporters. I really do. Boom. <laughs> Send me home, you know? <laughs> the new Star Trek Discovery, I watch it. As soon as that episode comes out, I watch it. Now, is there silliness in it? You bet. But one percenters watch useful things, okay? Um, and uh, I'm watching, uh, uh, me and my wife are watching The Amazing Race right now. But here's what I want you to know. If they're spending a lot of time on TV and computer games, they're probably in the 95%. McDonald's versus your company. A lot of people boohoo McDonald's. I freaking love McDonald's. Why? Well, <laughs> operations. Jonathan, by the way, worked for them at a point. That was his first job. And I thought, hell yeah, boy, go work there. Okay, because when he came back, he understood systems. And he understood systems to be able to teenagers could use. Okay, uh, and so I want to make sure that you see that and you understand that uh, in so many different ways. All right, your business needs to be just like McDonald's so that anybody, you can plug anybody into it and they, within a day, two days, a week, they can do it. Right? Did Christian tell you how long it takes to train somebody to answer the phones? Right? Yeah, within two weeks. Okay, so build your business for the 95 percenters. Because that's why McDonald's is the number one largest restaurant in the world, okay? They're not even in the restaurant business. No, they're not even in the restaurant business. By the way, he didn't know that when he built it. Let me ask you a question. There's a movie out there called The Founder, okay? It's about Ray Kroc that built that. How many of you went and saw that movie? Bingo, bingo, bingo. See, I know immediately you're in the 5%, at least brain-wise. Because the five percenters, <laughs> well, you're on your way to doing it with other things. Because the five percenters went and saw that movie. What did I do, Krista? I gathered up eight people, and we went and saw it. Then I went and took them and bought them all barbecue. And then I asked all of them, what's one thing you learned from that? What's one thing you learned from that? Okay. And, and, and we went around the table and discussed it. Now, by the way, I hate in the movie that he dumps his wife and... It just kills me, all right? But here's one of my number one secrets. I filter. I filter. So I took that piece of garbage out, and I took all the good stuff that I learned out of it and kept that, all right? So weekly paychecks. Most 95%ers live week to week to week to week. And you see it all the time. Oh, my gosh, I need that paycheck this week, all right? And so it's very, very, you see that with 95%ers. Debt. They are in debt up to their eyeballs. And I'm going to tell you a secret. There is good debt and there is bad debt. There is investment debt and there is debt that you don't 
you should not have, okay? And I, I have been debt-free three times in my life. I am currently not, okay? But I have been debt-free three times in my life. And people are amazed when they find that out. And by the way, uh, I, wanna, I wanna make sure that I say something here very carefully. I love my wife. Been married 43 years, working on 43 years. And, but I am super conservative and she is super conscientious. That's the best word I come up with, okay? So what you don't know is in the other room over here, she's running a charity, which by the way, I set it up for the room. I set it up so she could do that and, and I'll take all the full credit, but she's in there doing the charity, which by the way, I set it up with my CPA so she could have a 501, okay? You know, and so she could have all that and she's, she's doing a great job with that. Uh, but, it's, but it's a different thought process uh, sometimes. She hates debt. When I go into debt, she thinks I'm just the craziest person in the world. All right. And I have been literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at points. But I know I'm going to pay it off. All right. And that debt makes me money. When I wanted to buy this building, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but when I wanted to buy this building, nobody understood. Susan didn't understand. Krista didn't understand. Nobody understood. But I saw this building and I went, oh my gosh, we cannot not do this. And I fought tooth and nail for it. So when they started building all those buildings across the street, I went, I want that corner unit, but I want the biggest unit that they have. Just turns out the biggest unit is on the corner. That was cool. It's called the Texoma. All right. And I said, I, it took me a year to get that. And I had to fight through stuff and I overpaid and I paid points on the mortgage. And I, pay, I, I cannot begin to tell you what I had to do to get that corner unit. Okay. But I got it. And it's so cool to be able to walk out of this building and walk across the street to it. Okay. And here's one of those things is I don't mind overpaying for something I know I'm going to have for the use the rest of my life. Okay, I'll tell you more about that. But most people are in bad debt. So there's good debt and bad debt, just like there's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, right? Okay, so late. This is what I love about this room. You guys have not been back from one break late, not one. Do you know how unusual that is in a seminar? I mean, you go to an ASHI meeting, you go to an InterNACHI meeting, you go to any other meeting, right? And it starts at seven o'clock. And what time do they start? 7.15, 7.30, whatever, okay? But I will tell you, when I did my annual event, man, people learned we started on time, didn't they? <laughs> and we locked the doors, and they were going, what? And they were not late again, okay? You remember that? Yeah, we locked the doors. But the 95 percenters are late, and I will tell you, they will tell you, it's okay to be late. It's okay to be late. They don't mean you harm, but they're killing you. Okay? So there's that. Here's what you'll say them, hear them say all the time. As soon as I hear somebody say this, I know they're a 95% zone. Even if they're a one percenter, and I want to make sure I say this importantly, all of us, even though I'm a one percenter, all of us slide back into the 95% sometimes. Okay? 
So none of us are perfect. So I slide back into the 95% sometimes by accident. I'm going to show you how I have built things to get me out of it when I do it. Okay? So the 95%, not my fault. Well, whose fault is it? Well, it's COVID. Well, it's the president. Well, it's the uh, Congress. Oh, it's the economy. Oh, it's uh, this competition. Oh, it's whatever. They will blame something, but it's not their fault. Now, I'm going to tell you a secret. This is important in selling, especially for those of you that are outside of the home inspection range. Gabby, you want to tell them it's not their fault. You want to tell them, look, this is not your fault. You didn't create this situation. However, it's your fault now if you don't change. If you don't take this opportunity six months from now, a year from now, and I've had people come back to me seven years later, and the thing that hurts me more than anything seven years later is for them to go, gosh, I wish I'd done that when I first met you. I wish I'd done that when I first met you. Oh, I hired another inspection company. God, I wish I'd paid $50 more and had your company do it. Okay? We get those calls from real estate agents. Okay? So, not my fault. And here's the thing is, the world teaches you need to be proactive. What is proactive? Proactive is taking action before it's necessary. And sometimes being proactive is understanding you're going to need to take action before it's necessary. And so here's the thing is, they all want to say, oh, yeah, I'm proactive. I filled up my car yesterday, so I'm, I'm not going to run out of gas today. So they're 20% proactive because they have to be, all right? But they're 80% reactive. This happens, they do this. This happens, they do this. This happens, they do this, okay? You get to choose on which one you want to be on, all right? And then the last one is, I can't afford that. This is one of the reasons I want to make sure I tell you how much I love my wife. Because I say, we're going to do this, and she says, we can't afford that. Now, she hasn't said that in years, ever since I started doing this presentation. <laughs> there might be a secret in that, okay? But, I mean, she would say, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. And, uh, and, I, and my favorite phrase was, we can't afford not to do this. So Jen will tell you that I'm part of a coaching group, and this was going to be the last year I was part of it. And the guy that was running it, he was dying, and he was an even in hospice. But he's coming back, and he's going to be teaching part of it this next year. And I walked out to Jen, and I said, i got to sign up one more year. $30,000. Charged it to my credit card last week, just like that. Okay? And I didn't even blink because I can't afford not to take this one last opportunity to hear what this guy has to share after he's been back from the brink of being dead, okay? So when you hear somebody say, I can't afford that, be patient with them. That's what the world teaches them. In fact, the world teaches you to go buy cheap, right? Look, I buy from Walmart all the time, and I have people say, oh, Walmart, I'd never go there. The one percenters say that a lot, okay? But I buy from Walmart. I was there today, okay? But when I fly, I don't fly cheap. I fly first class, and I deserve it. Because when I get there, I need to be rested. I need to be ready. And, and, and so 
Uh, at one point I told Krista, I said, you wanna, you wanna increase my shelf life? And she went, yeah. I said, please fly me first class. Don't make me sit. Even if there's, even if it's an aisle seat or a window, please don't make me sit and coach. I can't do that anymore. I'm gonna tell you I have a little bit of a problem. I, I don't like being touched. Now, I don't mind, I love giving hugs. Yes, ma'am? Give her a microphone, please. Um, sometimes you can't afford the best of everything right away, right? right? And that's okay. None do of us could. Do what you can do, then do what's possible. Right? Your boots, your tires, and your bed. Everything that supports you, those are good places to make a really good investment. That's it. Yep. Okay. And here's one of the things is when I'm working with people a lot of times, and, and, and I'm not implying you, so please don't apply this necessarily to you, but to my employees a lot of times, I buy them stuff because I know they're thinking they can't afford that. Okay? I have fixed more employees' cars at any point given point than you can probably imagine. Okay? I keep two extra vehicles so that an employee can drive them if necessary. By the way, Jen's driving one of them right now. Okay? And then I, I have my Jeep out there. Okay? So I keep, I keep extras. But you will run into people that saying, I can't afford that. Right? You need to understand that if someone tells you they can't afford it, you need to understand they just don't understand the value in it yet. If they understood the true value in it, they'd be willing to pay you more, okay? So you hear them say, I can't afford that, right? By the way, I wanna point this out right here. Let me see, make sure you get me on camera, there we go. This is the 95%, right? So what happens is the 95% run back and forth and back and forth along this line here, okay? And they hit this point, and what do they do? They turn around and they run back over to here. Most of the 95 percenters are standing right here at the edge of the cliff. And then all it takes is a breeze or a push from somebody else by accident, and they're gone. But it's not their fault. You understand? They were standing at the edge of a cliff and somebody bumped them and they fell and it's not their fault. Dog ate my homework, you've all heard that right, we joke about it. And yet I've got a dog around here now <laughs> that I have to deal with a lot more than I like, okay? But it also, it also does some other cool things that I can tell you at a certain point. Uh, grandma died. How many of you remember the show, uh, The Sweat Hogs, right? What, what was the, uh, uh, the gentleman, a uh, Latino, uh, and, he, and, and he would bring a note in, right? Uh, Epstein, right? And he would go, uh, Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter, I, I need to make sure you get this note. And he would read it and say, please excuse Epstein for missing school yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, he, uh, one of his grandmothers died. Signed, Epstein's mom. That's what it said, signed, Epstein's mom, all right? <laughs> so anyway, so it's kind of a joke, but he went, how many grandmothers you have? And he went, well, we're a big family. We're, we're you know, we, we have lots of grandmothers. Sure you do, okay, but anyway, but grandma died. The dog is sick. I've actually heard people turn down work. There was a great speaker that I loved. I've had it at Three Days Secret to Build, and I wanted to send him to other places, but his dog had diabetes, and he decided to stay home and take care of the dog instead of go make a living. And I went, huh? 
And I thought the first time, I thought, okay, that was strange. And then I set up a second opportunity for him. And then I never, never set up another opportunity for him before, after that. People will make excuses. Haircut. Oh, I have to go get a haircut. Okay. So, by the way, I trained my barber to take appointments. I used to go to the barber shop and I used to sit there and I would work and sometimes I would take an employee with me and they would sit there and we would work together and then I'd get my hair cut and on the way there we would work and on the way back we would work and I finally asked my barber, I said, why don't you take appointments? And he asked how he would do that and I taught him how to do that. Now I call him up and I go, hey Val, this is Mike, uh, when's your next availability? Oh great, such and such. And then I'm there and I get my hair cut. Okay, and if, it, and if there's four people in line, I, I can do other stuff before I get there. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.